for the Athletic Podcast Network. This is The Update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Lindsey Jones, the president of the National Football Writers Association of America, and she covers the NFL for The Athletic about, you guessed it, this week's NFL draft. Still speculation about who the 49ers are going to take, but we haven't talked a whole lot of Trevor Lawrence. Also, we can discuss how fun it would be to have certain quarterbacks under center for Kyle Shanahan. All of that and more with Lindsey Jones, who joins me next. Today is Monday, April 26th. It's always fun when we can talk football with Lindsey Jones, who covers the NFL for The Athletic. You can follow her on Twitter at ByLindseyHJones. Always got to fit the H in, Lindsey. I know that you got on me about that last time. Make sure I get that out. But uh, but how are you? We were talking before we started just sort of about how wacky the NFL offseason has been. So much speculation. And now we're just kind of in, in no man's land waiting for the draft, right? Yeah, I mean, we're at the silly season now where we're just a couple days out. And look, I mean, most of the teams know who they're taking at this point. I mean, I think and we probably will be talking about the 49ers where there's a couple teams that, you know, might be going through their final tweaks of their board and going through the very final stages of evaluation and stuff when you have multiple options. But look, the bulk of the work has been done. I mean, their boards are set, you know, minus some little shifting here and there. So all that's left to do is speculate and go through all of the different possibilities and trades and who could move up and who could who could move down. But there's not like new stuff that's coming out on these guys now. And it's not like the teams are drastically changing their thinking on any of these prospects three days out from the draft. But, you know, there still is a lot that can happen in terms of trades. And I don't think we should expect to see much more action happening until teams are actually on the clock on Thursday night. It's almost like, thank God, we got the extra pro days from the 49ers going out to see Lance and Jones and Fields because it gave us like three extra weeks to talk about each one of those guys kind of getting hot as far as the topic for the number three pick. I want to start with number one, though, real quick. It's sort of funny that a lot of years we know who the number one pick is likely to be. This is one of those years with Trevor Lawrence. But there's still a lot of, I think, I don't know, questions around how good he can be in the NFL. Not that he's not a, a fantastic prospect, but the number one pick is generally going into a situation that's not very good. He's got a first-time NFL head coach in Urban Meyer, and we're all just sort of writing it off like, yeah, he's an automatic. He's a a Peyton Manning caliber quarterback or an Andrew Luck caliber quarterback. What are you hearing around what we can expect from Trevor Lawrence and about the kind of development we could see from him in his first season in the league? You're on to something really interesting here, and I just think it's been so kind of this whole draft process has been interesting in that almost nobody, we're not talking about Trevor Lawrence because it has just been this foregone conclusion really since last year, I mean, last year's draft, really, that Trevor Lawrence was going to be the number one pick in this draft, regardless of anything that happened during the 2020 season. You know, I think he could have opted out and he was still would have been at the number one pick of the draft. You know, obviously he missed a couple games because of COVID this year. They didn't win a national championship and it didn't hurt his draft stock at all. I mean, he, he's still far and away the consensus number one pick in this draft. I do appreciate that the Jags haven't kind of strung everybody along and tried to go, you know, put on this, you know, charade that, oh, maybe they're going to trade out or maybe they're going to take Justin Fields. Like, no, they've, you know, without coming out and saying 
were drafting Trevor Lawrence. It's been very clear. They're acting like Trevor Lawrence is going to be there. He's already, you know, starting to involve himself in the Jacksonville community. So we know who this is. But now we get to start thinking about the things that you mentioned about schematic fits and what is the rest of the rest of the roster look like? And, you know, what exactly is their offense going to look like? The Daryl Bevel, Urban Meyer offense. What does that mean in the NFL? What does that mean, you know, for Trevor Lawrence specifically? When you talk about Trevor Lawrence and you read all the scouting reports and you you know watch all of his college film from Clemson, you think he's a guy who can do everything. He's not a guy that has to go into a very specific scheme fit. He's strong enough, fast enough, agile enough, accurate enough. You know, he should be able to succeed in just about any offense that you put him in. And that's what kind of separates him from everybody else in this draft class where it's hard to find holes in his game. I mean, there's not a lot of things to criticize him about as a prospect. And my biggest concern for him is almost that the bar is being set too high for him and the expectations that'll be on him as this kind of generational quarterback talent, because so rarely do those guys, you know, who have that tag put on them, how often they actually live up to it for whatever reason. But yeah, I mean, it's it's probably comparable to the Andrew Luck situation where, you know, he was so clearly the top player in that draft. You know, there was really nothing that you could knock him on. For the most part, he lived up to it, but the Colts kind of messed it up, you know, throughout his career. And, you know, maybe that should be instructive to the Jags moving forward. I think what happened last year in the rookie year with the Bengals, for Joe Burrow should be instructive to the Jags just in terms of the pieces that you need to put around a rookie quarterback to protect him. (laughs) Those things are important to make sure that you have your offensive line in a really good shape. And, you know, I think he's going into an okay situation. It's not great. They probably have the worst defensive side of the ball in the league. You know, their roster is very below average. They need help at a lot of different positions. And, Urban Meyer is just a complete wild card. You know, we have just no idea how the Urban Meyer experience is going to turn out in the NFL. So he's clearly the right pick. He's the right guy at number one overall. But, you know, there's just a lot of variables uh, that we have to see how they play out before we know, you know, how successful he's going to be. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. You mentioned a, a lot of really good threads there. I think that, that you can pull on and, and do a whole, probably a whole show on. We could talk about each one of those things, but you, you brought something up and it's about having a guy on a roster who's a rookie who needs to be protected. You mentioned Joe Burrow goes down with the huge injury last year. And it's funny, you mentioned Urban Meyer being a wild card. I'm here in the Bay Area and 49er fans know the general manager there, Trent Balky, who built a couple of really great teams here with Jim Harbaugh and a couple of teams that went to three straight NFC championship games and then got into trouble where he was, you know, drafting guys with injury histories and and it didn't work out and so he's kind of a wild card I think too but bringing it back here to the 49ers which is what I wanted to talk to you about at number three is there a guy there of the three that we assume will be available Zach Wilson is is what we're presuming will go number two to the Jets of the three of Fields Lance and and Mac Jones is there a guy who you think would be a fun fit or a good fit for the 49ers offense versus who you think they may actually take Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a lot of variables there, right? Fun? Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, it's hard to look at Mac Jones and think fun because he is so much more of a traditional kind of pocket passer. And that's not to say that that can't be fun. Like watching Tom Brady and Drew Brees has been very fun for a very very, very long time. Yeah, Yeah, and you know what? I'm sure that there's a bit of Kyle Shanahan who just gets, you know, really geeked up about his offense running exactly on schedule and the way that he wants it to run. I mean, that probably... That's what he dreams about at night, right? That's his ultimate 
best case scenario. But, you know, when you think like fun, you think of like these dynamic athletes, the Patrick Mahomes who can extend plays and make, you know, really crazy throws with their arms and those the elite arm talent. And that stuff isn't necessarily there for Mac Jones. I think he's a better athlete than a lot of us want to give him credit for. He's not a Josh Allen style of athlete, right? He's not, and he's certainly not, you know, athletically comparable to some of these other guys in the class, Justin Fields and Trey Lance, who are the other guys who should be there for Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch to kind of decide between. So, you know, I think when you think of like fun, you have to think of, okay, well, what's his ceiling? You know, where, you know, what's the floor? You know, I think the floor is probably higher for Mac Jones than it is for some of the other guys, but maybe the ceiling is a little bit lower. Trey Lance, I think it might take a little bit longer to get there, but his ceiling could be really, really, really high there. I think Justin Fields is kind of the best of both where, The measurables are good. The accuracy is good. The size is good. The experience he had in college is all really good. So I think there's a lot to like there. And what's interesting about the way the Niners continue to say that they're approaching this is that if Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the roster when we get to July and August, when they're doing stuff on the field that matters, you know, maybe having Trey Lance actually makes sense because you're not going to be forced into playing him really early. You can get one more year out of Jimmy, let this guy really learn what a Kyle Shanahan offense is going to be. Because I think if there's anything that we know about Shanahan and a quarterback playing for Kyle Shanahan is that it doesn't happen in year one. These guys really need time to develop in it. And that's dating back for a really long time. I mean, that's Brian Hoyer in Cleveland. That's certainly Matt Ryan in Atlanta, where year one in the Shanahan system wasn't great for Matt Ryan. Year two, he was the MVP of the league. It worked for Jimmy, where he needed a little bit longer to learn what it is. It's a very complicated system to learn. Um, So, you know, maybe that could work. So if you hear somebody in the next three days that says they know what the Niners are doing (laughs) with any sort of certainty. And if that person is not Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, or maybe Adam Peters or Mike Shanahan, I mean, I bet Kyle's not even telling his dad, right? I mean, given the media connections that Mike has around the league, like I bet it's just Kyle and John. So if you hear somebody saying, oh, this is what the Niners are going to do, for sure, I know they're doing this and I've been reading into what Kyle has been saying, nobody knows. And that's what makes this so fun is that, The draft is going to kick off Thursday night. We're going to hear Trevor Lawrence's name. It's going to happen pretty quick. They're going to queue up the highlight packages. We're going to hear Zach Wilson's name. That's going to be pretty quick. They'll do the little interview. And then the draft starts because there are two people in the world who know what's going to happen then. And the rest of us are completely in the dark. And it's going to be really, really, really fun. And what they do is going to dictate so much of what else happens in the first round and specifically in the top 10, depending on who they take who else is still on the board, what other teams might be motivated. If they leave Mac Jones, if they take Justin Fields or Trey Lance, do the Patriots then try to come up and get Mac Jones? Is Mac Jones then going to take a big fall? Is because there might not be somebody else who was as enamored with him as Kyle Shanahan was? I, I just think there's so many intriguing possibilities, almost infinite possibilities that we're going to get to based on whatever the Niners ultimately decide to do. And this isn't a draft where, you know, you mentioned the Andrew Luck draft where, you know, he was going to forever kind of 
be compared to RG3 or RG3 to him. And RG3, of course, won the Heisman and is the number two pick and was maybe, was maybe we're talking about, you know, who's more fun. He was maybe the more fun player that first season. He was, he was sort of a louder rookie than Andrew Luck was, right? So more explosive on the scene. But now we're going to have like five different guys over the next three to five years to compare to each other and say, this guy was a hit. That guy totally didn't work out. And almost never, I've been saying this for a couple of weeks, we're all trying to figure out who that number three pick is going to be. Never do you end up with five guys in the first 10 picks that are all quarterbacks who every single one is a hit. If it is, this is the greatest draft we've ever seen in the history of the league, right? The one draft that's getting a little close to that is the 2018 class where there were five first-round quarterbacks. We're going to pull Josh Rosen out of there because he's no longer in the mix in that conversation. Hey, 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 he's a 49er now. He may be in the mix now. Let's uh, let's take it easy. Jury's out on Josh Rosen, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think he was dealt a really bad hand in the Agreed. NFL yeah. with what happened yeah. in Arizona, and then he obviously was not in a position to really get a shot in Miami as well. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of reasons why it, it didn't work out there, but you know, you've already seen a league MVP out of that draft in Lamar Jackson. Josh Allen put together an MVP caliber season. He actually got, I believe he got a couple MVP votes last season. So he's now in that conversation. We're going to see Sam Darnold get a new start. Baker Mayfield took his team to the divisional round of the playoffs last year. So we're seeing now a little bit more of these classes coming about. This class, I think, is going to be really, really, really interesting. And you say five guys. We are now at the silly season point of the draft discourse that there's starting to be stuff of could Kellen Mond get into oh, the end oh, of the first on. round? Get, come on. I know it's getting weird. <laughs> I think somebody, I think maybe it was Tele, a Tom Pelissero from NFL Network put that out yesterday. And then um, I live in Denver where, you know, it's, it's, Broncos quarterback speculation on sports radio nonstop. And there's starting to be a little bit of like, oh, George Payton, I bet he dropped back and or he'd trade back and maybe Kellen Mond, maybe he could try to get back in at 32. And it's like, oh my God, my head hurts. But um, that's what makes this time of year like infuriating, but also really fun. Lindsay, thank you so much. I have a blast talking football with you. It's fun to just kick around the league, and uh, and we'll do it again once we once we know who the 49ers have in the building. Then we can speculate how long it'll be, how many practice interceptions Jimmy has to throw before uh, oh, God, before we put right? him back on the bench. That'll be the fun one next. So thanks so much for coming. Five by. in a row was that a couple yeah, years five, ago? Yeah, five. And then and then by the way, then they went to the Super Bowl. Then that that was that same year. So uh, I appreciate the time today, Lindsay. Thanks. We'll talk to you later. All right, a lot of fun. Always fun talking football with Lindsey Jones. We'll catch up with her again, as I said, sometime after the 49ers make their selection. But she's right. A lot of threads, a lot of storylines, and a lot of comparing. And, and she's right. I hadn't really thought about the 2018 draft and how many first-round quarterbacks have been hits out of that draft. But as we said, three to five years out, still a lot of speculation about Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, of course, on the 49ers right now. So we could end up with a couple more hits or, or storylines out of the first round of that draft. Thank you to Lindsay. Thank you to Brian. Thank you to you, the listener. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening to us. We'll keep bringing you the best stories in Bay Area sports. Later this week, we'll get back into the 49ers, the draft, of course, on Thursday. We can also talk more about the San Francisco Giants and the red-hot Oakland A's. All of that in the days to come. But until then, enjoy the week. We'll talk to you Wednesday.